In this morning's Tech Byte, Google Pay is launching a physical debit card, Qualcomm is making a smartphone, and Epic Games will face Apple in an Australian court case. Welcome to Stuff Magazine's Tech Byte, a quick wrap-up of all the local and international tech news you might have missed. While South Africans wait patiently for access to more digital payment solutions, Android users in the US will gain another way to pay using Google Pay, a physical debit card. In the past few months, Apple Pay started rolling out to selected banks in South Africa. So while iPhone users go around paying for things with their Apple Watches, Android users are still limited in terms of digital payment offerings in SA. According to Ars Technica, Google rebuilt its whole Google Pay codebase earlier this year, which stripped it down to the bare minimum. Now it's finally started adding new features to the app, the most recent of which isn't even a line of code. 9to5Google reports that Android users in the States can now request a Google Pay balance card. This will allow them the ability to pay in physical stores using the money sitting in their virtual accounts. Besides the NFC tap and pay functionality, Google Pay also has a peer-to-peer payment that lets you exchange money with other people. Ask Technica details. Money sitting in the Google Play account could previously only be used to pay for things in the Play Store or the Google Hardware Store. The cash can easily be transferred to a valid bank account without any fees. It just takes a bit of admin. The company's new piece of hardware, however, is a virtual Visa debit card that you can set as an NFC card. Now it will be even easier to spend that in-app money in real life. Qualcomm is inside many smartphones, but it doesn't make any smartphones. That's still true, but it does have one that it can call its very own. A new handset made in partnership with Asus called the Smartphone for Snapdragon Insiders. Kind of just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? The catch is... You have to belong to the company's new Snapdragon Insider community in order to purchase one. It'll also cost you at least $1,500 or 22,000 Rand. But is Qualcomm's new awkwardly named device worth shelling out more than 20 grand for? On the face of it, sure. If you're paying the price without much of a markup, which you won't here in SA, Because the hardware is being made by ASUS, it's bound to be difficult to obtain here, but there's at least a decent crop of specs going into it. Qualcomm is sticking in one of its Snapdragon 888 chipsets with an Adreno 660 GPU, 16GB of RAM, and 512GB of storage. The display is a 6.78-inch OLED panel made by Samsung, which hits up to 1,200 nits at peak brightness, And there's a 4,000 milliamp hour battery in there keeping the lights on. The main rear camera sensors are a 64 megapixel IMX686 and a 12 megapixel IMX363 ultra wide made by Sony, as well as a third 8 megapixel telephoto to round out the rear. Up front is a 24 megapixel selfie camera. The phone records video up to 8K at 30 frames per second and 4K at up to 60 frames per second. All decent features, but you can also get all of them from other flagships this year. What makes Qualcomm's smartphone special? Not much, really. The processor maker is touting the fastest truly global 5G available, super fast Wi-Fi 6 and 6E, and of course, Bluetooth, as well as 
a curated collection of Snapdragon mobile platform experiences. But unfortunately, the features outlined just aren't that special. Though its audio chops, with a playback of up to 24-bit 96kHz and a set of master and dynamic headphones included in the box, and 5G performance may make your eyebrows lift a little. But while we'd never kick this phone out of bed, you can get just about everything it offers elsewhere. It launches this August in the States, China, UK, and Germany, with other locations to follow later. Hopefully, we're one of them. In one of the greatest battles of 2020, Fortnite publisher Epic Games took on tech giants Apple and Google because of the 30% cut they take from all app purchases. Since August 2020, Epic and Apple have faced off in hearings and trials, after which both made their final statements on the 24th of May. While they await the judges' decisions in the US, something's brewing down under in Australian courts. This week, Australia's federal court ruled in favour of Epic Games after the game developer issued a counter-appeal because Apple wanted to keep the fight in the US. The former detailed that public policy justifies a separate trial down under, while the latter wanted the case settled in the US District Court. Now, if you're not quite up to date with the Epic vs. Apple saga, here's the too-long-didn't-read version. Apple's App Store charges a 30% fee for all app and in-app purchases. Epic Games tried to circumvent this fee by directing Fortnite players to their site to make their purchases there instead. Apple didn't like that. Epic took the US tech company to court for anti-competitive behavior. This is a positive step forward for Australian consumers and developers who are entitled to fair access and competitive pricing across mobile app stores, an Epic spokesperson said, according to CNET. We look forward to continuing our fight for increased competition in app distribution and payment processing in Australia and around the world. There may be yet another appeal on the way, however, according to Apple. The initial decision in April from Australia's federal court correctly ruled that Epic should be held to the agreement it made to resolve disputes in California. We respectfully disagree with the ruling made today and plan to appeal, a spokesperson said again, according to CNET. But it does look like the case has spilt over its initial reach, and the two massive corporates will now face off in a few different territories. Epic has sued the tech company in the UK and in the European Union in separate cases. The UK tribunal rejected the case, saying the courtroom wasn't the place to resolve the issue. While we wait patiently for Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers' verdict on the case in California, Apple and Epic may have to lawyer up in the Southern Hemisphere as well. This comes following Australia's controversial decision to implement a new law forcing tech giants like Google and Facebook to pay for the news they distribute. The country has absolutely no shill when it comes to tech companies, so let's see how this one plays out. Thank you for listening to Stuff Magazine's Tech Byte. We'll be back again tomorrow with all the local and international tech news you might have missed.